You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hey, it's Bilal Bacone at BilalV87 on Twitter, back with your SmackDown review. And it's a new day for Brock Lesnar on SmackDown because SmackDown opened in a pretty interesting manner. We had the New Day taking on the Revival and Randy Orton, which I have cleverly named Revival KO. See, I took RKO and I put Revival instead of R. The New Day won that match because I guess Kofi's better than Randy, but not the rest of the New Day to the Revival. And then Brock Lesnar made his shocking return to SmackDown. Kofi told the rest of the New Day to back off, which is a terrible idea. Paul Heyman cut a promo, which basically amounted to him issuing a challenge for Brock Lesnar on Friday Night SmackDown's premiere on Fox, which got booed for some reason. And of course, Kofi accepted. Brock looked like he was going in for a handshake. And no, he he F5'd. Which, you know, Kofi should have maybe looked at some tape. But that's awesome. And it's a match I really want to see. And I had enough of Orton and Kofi, no matter how good that was in our heads, it just did not deliver. So I'm glad WWE is moving away from that and moving in this direction. And I kind of feel like it's time for Kofi to lose the title and move on to something else. But uh, let's see what happens. The other big storyline was Eric Rowan. Uh, He had an interview with Michael Cole talking about Luke Harper, Harper, talking about why he did what he did. We ended SmackDown with Daniel Bryan going to the ring to reply to everything he's seen. And Rowan, of course, came out to interrupt him. Daniel got quite heated with Rowan and basically challenged him to take him on. At which point, Harper attacked him from behind. It wasn't looking good. Roman Reigns tried to make the save, but that failed miserably. And Harper and Rowan just annihilated Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Worth watching, just for the destruction. I kind of hope this bleeds into the tag team division. But regardless, uh, this is very interesting. We also had uh, Sasha and Bailey backstage sort of responding to Becky Lynch challenging Sasha Banks for a WWE Women's Raw Women's title match and Hell in a Cell in Hell in a Cell. Obviously, it was a yes, and tonight, Sasha would face Charlotte. Now, this match was looking like Charlotte was actually going to win until Bailey broke up the figure four that caused a disqualification. And for whatever reason, Becky Lynch was not part of the show or the storyline tonight. So... Carmella made the save and the you know Corey and Byron and, and possibly even uh, Tom Phillips were trying to make the excuse that Carmella was one of Bailey's friends which I don't really recall them having that much of a friendship especially compared to Sasha and Carmella didn't exactly uh, she stood in the ring with Charlotte once they cleared out Bailey and Sasha but it almost just felt like Carmella's like there's no 24-7 champion on this show for some reason I gotta do something even if I have to help Charlotte that's kind of how it felt and I don't know why maybe that wasn't a storyline or maybe Carmella didn't communicate that and this notion that one of the commentators throw out throughout that she was coming down to calm things down was garbage Carmella was coming down there to uh, attack somebody. 
it she did. But this is going to raise the question, if Carmella could do this tonight, why doesn't she help Becky and Charlotte going forward? You know it's not going to happen. You know this is going to be a plot hole that could potentially ruin this entire thing if we think about it. So I'm going to stop right there. But I just wanted to point it out. We also had Kevin Owens, who was obviously fired by Shane McMahon uh, last week. So he bought a ticket to SmackDown. We then had Shane backstage watching Kevin Owens sit down when he was coincidentally served with a, a lawsuit, apparently. Shane came out to the ring. He had some security for some reason. He invited Kevin to the ring and eventually let the security go because that was pointless. And eventually we found out that Shane McMahon is being sued by Kevin Owens because he was attacked as an official, much like how Owens attacked Elias as an official and was fined. How Kevin Owens' $100,000 fine is now a $25 million fine for Shane makes no sense. And how that would somehow entitle him to fire Shane is ridiculous. I don't know who the hell Kevin Owens' attorney is. It must be David Otunga, because this is all ridiculous. But... I guess it beats the alternative of Kevin Owens being banished to SmackDown. Although, if he, if he just went to Raw and Shane just went away, that would be better. So yeah, that was a thing. We also had uh, Mustafa Ali taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. Of course, Sami Zayn kind of promo before, but he was so annoyed that he distracted Ali. And then Shinsuke just attacked him anyways. But this, is, this obviously looks like we're building towards a very interesting intercontinental title match, which I'm all for. We also had King Baron Corbin's coronation. And he surprisingly seemed to pay a lot of respect to Chad Gable until Gable showed up. Then he made his short jokes. Gable has had enough of that. So he broke Corbin through the throne of the key of the ring. And uh, kicked his butt pretty big and damaged his crown. Quite good stuff, this, actually. I was quite impressed. And I like that Gable is still getting to push. And finally, somewhere in this show, Heavy Machinery defeated the B-Team. Which, this is the worst thing on SmackDown. It's not bad. And certainly, you would imagine that Heavy Machinery is coming for the Revival's Tag Team Champions, to borrow a phrase from Otis. So yeah, it's fine. Overall, a very good spectrum. Happy Brock Lesnar is back. This Rowan Harper rebirth against Roman and Daniel Bryan is excellent. Sasha and Bailey eh, pretty much seems to work. You know, the Carmella part's very random. I would have much preferred Becky just do this. And Kevin and Shane, oh man. I could have done without that. I, I almost would have rather they just have Kevin Owens get signed by Raw. And Shane could just go away. I'm excited for the prospect of Ali and Shinsuke. Corbin is a very, you know, he's a guy you love to hate. And he's doing a great job of that at the key of the ring. And it's good to see Heavy Machinery get a win. That's it for me. Uh, thank you guys very much for putting up with me uh, yesterday. And Sunday. And today. With the cold. I'm sure by Monday Night Raw I'll be better. At this point... I'm not planning to do an NXT podcast. But I'm going to keep an eye on it. And if you guys ask for it, if you start tweeting me at BilalV87 on Twitter, B-I-L-A-L-V-87, if the people want me 
to review the two-hour NXT, I will do it. But I sure as hell am not going to do AEW. That's a piece of crap. And I was talking to Ken Shamrock today, and he agrees. I'll release that in a bit. Um, by the way, did you know Ken Shamrock won the King of the Ring against The Rock? Because I didn't know that. And I discovered that when I was talking to Ken Shamrock. So holy crap. Uh, that's it for me. Peace out. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.